0: Other than we're all New Millennians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a couple of blocks down from Napoleon Avenue. And if you're looking for it, it's on the sort of left-hand side going towards Jefferson. And you can tell what's going on because they have a four-hour happy hour here every single day where drinks are half price and bar food is half price as well. Correct, Andrew Duhon? Sweet deal. Thank you very much. And they have an awesome brunch On the weekends. That they do. And welcome back. Andrew, haven't seen you for a whole week. We've got a lot to catch up on, (laughs) including your trip to the Middle East. Happy Hour is brought to us today by Strategic Resumes. If you want to sharpen up your resume or your LinkedIn profile or your other job search skills, give them a call. Or check them out online at Strategic Resumes if you'd like to go away. Start your travel search at Travel Central and Metairie. You can sort of call them up or go online. It's kind of like going on Expedia or Kayak. Are you familiar with that, Charlie? I am not. You've never been on Expedia? I've been on Expedia and Kayak, but
1: I'm not familiar with it. Well, the then way. there were
0: these guys, Travel Central, that's like going on Kayak or Expedia, except they do it for you. Mm. Oh, awesome. And it's still free.
1: I was on Kayak today.
0: You where were? Where are you going?
1: I'm not going anywhere. I'm trying to get a drummer to go to New Atlanta with me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well,
0: we must be able to find a drummer here somewhere. All right. <laughs> it is New Orleans after. This is the world-famous Charlie Wooten is here with us today, one of the great bass players of all time, but we'll get on to that in a minute. Hey, what else? Basic Swimming Gym also have, have made the show possible today. We can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. Basic Swimming Gym is next to the lingerie store. Basics underneath on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. When's the last time you bought lingerie, Cecilia? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: you know, Think not back. that long ago. Not that long ago. <laughs> no. What did you buy? Well, come on. Come on. (laughs) That's personal. personal. That's personal.
0: Cecilia Fernandez is here from, what's it called, the name of your gallery? It's uh,
2: 818 Gallery. 818. 818. Mm -hmm. Gallery
0: 818 on Royal Street. Yes. Is it it at 818 Royal Street? Yes, it's
2: at 818 Royal Street. That's easy
0: to remember. Yeah. You just have to remember Royal Street that way. Yes. Okay. All right. And also, thanks to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. you go to hdestroyer.com and you write happy hour on the coupon code, you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer. And you too can seize the door. And thank you to the Positive Vibrations Foundation who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of the arts, music, culture and heritage. And thank you too if you're a part of our Patreon family. If you're not part of our Patreon family and you'd like to be, go to patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour. And for as little as a dollar a month, which is about the same as you buy milk biscuits for people in other countries, starving children. Graham Bosworth, are you familiar with sponsoring Starving Children? I am. I don't know what a milk biscuit is. You don't know what a milk biscuit is? Are you serious? Do you know what a milk biscuit is, Andrew? I,
3: only from context, but no. Cecilia, no, have heard you
0: heard
4: of milk biscuits? No, that
0: sounds terrible. <laughs> is that like milk bone? And our is here as well. Hi, Arsene. You're not allowed to say anything. Okay. Um, a milk biscuit is something that they give like a food aid. Okay. You know, like. Yeah, like simple calories. To people who cheap are calories. starving to death, literally. Uh-huh. MREs yeah. Is that right? C-Rock, am I right about that? See what I can look it up for. Us? You're putting <laughs> everyone on the spot. I'm Graham. pretty sure that's what a milk biscuit <laughs> is. Anyway, so Graham Bosworth yes. is here as well. Graham, you're the only person I didn't introduce yet. And you're my that's favorite good. guest because you're a judge. I-, I was a judge. So we have to be nice to you because you're the guy we've been looking for for a long time. Hmm. Everybody needs to know somebody. You met me like 23 years ago. I met you. T- yeah, that's, that's a great true. story. We just found that out today. So, 23 years ago, I was on the radio on, on the Zephyr, on the mm-hmm. radio station. Mm-hmm. And this guy came into the station one afternoon. I was on from 3 to 6 in the afternoon. This guy came in, and he'd been smoking weed, or he had some weed with him, and he was smoking it in the studio Nummy. or something. Which us be clear. Though, it wasn't me. Let's just be clear about that. In those days, it was okay to smoke weed in a radio station. In fact, it was pretty much required. Right. And, anyway, this kid, how old was this guy at this point?
4: Gee, he was, we were seniors in high school.
0: He's a senior in high school. Yeah. So, he walked into the studio... Which was on the ground floor. You could walk. Right, anybody could just walk in, and and he passed out on the floor right in front of me hmm. in the studio. And I said, "I think this guy's dead." I thought yep. he was dead, and nobody came to see. Nobody came to check on him.
4: I think I called I, the radio station. Did you? I was listening to the radio when you <laughs> said, "Oh my god, I think he's dead." And I was like, "John's dead."
0: And he he stayed there on the floor till the end of my shift at six o'clock when the Ross man came in, and he stayed there. I don't know how long he was there for, but he long became long known as the dead guy. And this is the dead guy's best friend. Yeah. Uh, How about that? Oh. And now the dead guy's best friend turned into a judge. Only kind in New Orleans. Have you had to get the dead guy off?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounded very fair <laughs> question. I'm glad that we could say anything on this program because no. that sounded weird.
0: <laughs> <The> <laughs> yeah. You mean Sorry. I think the dead you guy's went, on the you didn't mean to get him off sexually. You yeah, weren't suggesting I that, did right? not mean it, but as nah. soon as it came out, yeah, it was you, like about right. right here. Have he said, went from dead guy
2: to
4: the guy who passed out. So, no, he's good these days. All right.
0: He's not. Anyway, that's how we met originally. <laughs> yeah, long and then time you ago. went on to go to law school, I guess, and become a lawyer. I did. And how did you get to become a judge? I
4: got appointed. Actually, I ran for judge against the uh, longest serving, I think, judge in the country. He was supposed to <laughs> have. That? uh
0: oh, no, it's my fault. Sounds
4: phone. like a dead guy. <laughs> you, <right. laughs> he was supposed to have retired, and then he changed his Who mind. Who was that? Uh, Frank Marula. And he, uh, Frank he, Marula. He changed his mind, and uh, I did. You didn't ran win. against him.
0: Not on purpose. When you thought he wasn't going to run. Yep. So you thought it was an open seat.
4: It was supposed to be an open seat.
0: And then he changed his mind because he figured he didn't want you winning.
4: Well, he was constitutionally barred from serving, so nobody expected him to run. And then he ran anyway. And then he was removed by the Supreme Court. Wow. And then I was asked by the Supreme Court eventually to sit in the seat that I had run for and lost while they did a special election. And I didn't run in the special election because my wife was pregnant. She said if I ran again at that point, she'd kill me. Right. So I served Mm. as judge for six months for the seat that I lost for.
0: What a bizarre story. Is that an only in New Orleans type story? Or I don't s- think
4: there might be only Louisiana. I'm not sure if it's specifically really weird.
0: No. Okay, so first of all, how does a judge get to run for a seat that he's constitutionally barred from running for?
4: You're going to have to ask Louisiana Supreme Court. I don't know.
0: You're as close as anyone's ever going to get to be able to answer this question for us. How, how are you allowed to be constitutionally the court, barred from running and run for The court a said the
4: mere fact that you couldn't serve didn't preclude you from running. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right.
0: I I, uh, I don't know. By that same logic, if you're only twelve years old, shouldn't no, because there's you from specific into rules a bar. that
4: say your age.
0: <laughs> right, but you should be able to get into a bar at twelve, shouldn't you? If you I was not barred
4: at twelve. By the same
0: logic, well, of course you were, but you know, by the same logic, right? I get log- Just because it's illegal doesn't mean I'm not allowed to do it. Kind of yeah. That is just fucking ridiculous. Well, no,
3: yeah. I think by that logic, the twelve-year-old can show his ID to the bouncer, but he can't go in and drink yeah, but, but or even go f- in. But if this is just any kind
0: of legal can't precedent, if uh, you could-
1: I grew up in Lafayette. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, you did grow up in Lafayette.
0: Where did you go from Lafayette?
1: I went to Los
0: Angeles and then Atlanta. Okay. And then I made it back to... And now meeting. you're living in New Orleans. Yes, I am. That's an interesting circuitous route.
1: Uh, I went to Los Angeles so I wouldn't have to ask myself what if for the rest of my life. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. What if I could be what, a if, what if i didn't go right you know you wanted to be happened? you wanted to be a superstar I uh,
1: just wanted to play bass you know i don't what know about you, being a superstar right but so what were, you, what were you looking for
0: in los angeles that you couldn't get in here
1: uh just people who i strived to play with at the time right uh who i got to meet and do a bunch of cool things i worked at a rehearsal studio called third encore and the the owners were the guys who used to roadie for the eagles so everybody in the world came through, and I met all my heroes and mentors and you know, got to jam with some of them. I, did, I was very, very young at the time, so I didn't do much playing, but I worked at a studio. I got to you know, see what it was like and realize that I do not want to live in Los Angeles, California. Because that I
0: found out. What, did you, what put you off it mostly, the people, the drugs, or the cars?
1: No, the people turned me off, the drugs turned me on. <laughs> and then uh, the, the tra- traffic, you know, it's just, man. Uh, you know, when I moved there, I didn't know I was speaking Cajun French slang until I got mm-hmm. there, and people kept
0: saying, "What are you saying? What are you talking?" So yeah, it was, it was definitely a. What kind of words would you say that nobody could understand? Me don. I don't get that one. Means you guys know what that means. <laughs> yeah. See, I have no idea, I've never heard that in my whole life. How do you spell it even? Oh, I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> Say it again, maybe we can f- cut they to, uh, look at that. Does look
1: it look that?
0: Okay. There you go, Andrew. That's pretty good. Well, Andrew's name is Duhon, so, you know, yeah. so that's pretty Cajun. About. I'm trying to write that down, but I wouldn't even know how to no, spell it. Okay. I couldn't tell you. You don't write French, you only speak it. Correct, do you speak? French, I don't know. I always French slang growing up. My grandparents, uh, my
1: mom and papa spoke fluent French. Didn't learn English till they went to school. My mom spoke it, but you know they kept putting the language down. And, and uh, you know my, my papa couldn't speak it at school. He had to just speak English. Right. Right. So by the time you know our generation came around, they're like, oh my god, it's lost. We're going to try to bring it back, but it's kind of late. You know what I mean? So they're still trying to bring it back, but it's it's just one of those things. You live in America, speak English.
0: Yeah, but there is a cool thing to have that Cajun French language. That's oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, And there was, a, there were a whole generation of people who did speak it. I guess they have that organisation. Is it called Codafil? I'm not That's sure. I don't know. all about the Cajun language, French immersion, speaking. I don't know. So anyway, there <laughs> you, there, there <laughs> you, you were. On there you were in Los Angeles playing with all, the, all your heroes. Were you, did you have a, like a real gig there? I mean, apart from that, the recording studio. Did you have a band? No, I just worked
1: uh, at the studio uh, and, and did a few gigs here and there. And that's kind of why I left, because I wanted to do some more play. I just right. wanted to get back to the South and ended up moving to Atlanta. Right.
0: And stayed there and for 15 you stu- years. And then you 15 years? Yeah. Wow. That's a yeah. long time. Yeah. Uh, wow. Old. Would you have, were you playing in Zyta Funk that whole time? Has that band been going for 15 that years? That is
1: my band that I started. That band's probably been going on for 20 years. 20 years? Yeah.
0: Holy shit. Have you guys ever heard Zyta Funk?
4: I have not.
0: Have you ever heard it? I haven't. It's the most amazing thing you've ever... It's like as far along the scale as Zydeco could ever get. Right. It's as good as it's ever going to get. Right. wow. It's it's right at the very musical end of Zydeco. You couldn't get any more musical than that.
1: The name Funk is a combination of Zydeco and New Orleans funk. It's all basically Louisiana music, southern Louisiana music that I, since I was in Atlanta, I didn't have to stay true to each style, and we kind of combined the styles together, and uh, living in Atlanta, I just kind of capitalized that market of Louisiana music in the Southeast, if you didn't want to come to New Orleans to get it. Okay. So, were, I was basically missing home right, when I started the band, you know? Did a lot of nevels, a lot of meters, and then I moved back to uh, New Orleans, and next thing I know, I'm i touring with Sil Neville for four years. I'm pl- hanging out with George. I'm playing for Monk. And, and uh, so Zata Funk is going to do a new record, and it's going to feature all my heroes that I used to listen to when I was a kid that I ended up playing with after moving wow. here.
0: That's going to be really cool.
1: It's going to be awesome. So what are you working on now? Right oh, that- now I'm working on a Charlie Wooten Project CD called Blue Basso. Basso is uh, 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 Italian for bass. Okay. Uh, basically I'm going to have all the ways of saying bass in every every language on the record, and uh, it's just it's sort of a blues funky record that uh, my manager wanted me to do because I do a lot of world music, a lot of different things. But I toured with the band called Roll Southern Brotherhood for four years And the blues circuit Yeah, band, right? And okay. so they just want to get me back on the blue circuit right now. And with Devin record. Allman, right? Isn't he yep. in that group too? Yep. Hey
0: Thomas, they want you to make some money for them. Is so that what you're saying? Well,
1: for myself. For oh, right. <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Is that
0: where the money is in blues? I'm surprised. Uh, the money's
1: uh, I it depends. I mean, if you can get on top of the blues genre, you're going right. to make a good living. You can do okay. Yeah. And I got the wonderful Miss Arsene DeLay Arsene right DeLay here. is with is, us over here. Who is
0: going to sing on the record. Oh, are you really? Are you yeah. going to sing right now for us? I can. Okay. <laughs> Let's do something then. Already? Okay. okay, sure.
1: What do you want to play? Uh, actually we're going to do one of
0: Arsene's songs called Little Altars. Okay. You guys have never heard anything like this before. Have you? I mean, this guy's a bass player like, you know, Bill Gates is a software developer. <laughs> Can we hear Okay.
5: oh, 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 oh
0: frankly crazy
5: <laughs> isn't it didn't you think
0: were you expecting that <laughs> uh, sure uh, delay, thank you so much that was <laughs> thank you. beautiful thank you yeah, Charlie i'll, I'll bring her along so i can sound yeah. <laughs> 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 both of you are just so incredible Right? Wouldn't you say, Cecilia? Oh, what did you think? Uh, wasn't uh, it yeah, transporting? Yeah, really wasn't enjoyed it. it. Yeah. I know. yeah. How are you going to keep your headphones on with that hairdo? Like I that? can't. I know. <laughs> I, was, I just tucked it to the back. You got a lot I'll, of hair on it'll the fix. top of your head there. Yeah, I just no. noticed that. That was really, really <laughs> well, extraordinary. You. How did you learn to play like that? Did you just play like that? Can you just do it, or did you learn from? Uh, hours Did you watch and Jaco Pastorius videos? I did
1: watch a lot of Jaco Pastorius videos.
0: Absolutely! Holy crap! I've never mean, seen anyone play like that. Uh, Not right next to me, have you, Andrew? You've heard a lot of music. I,
3: you know, I don't hear the electric bass a whole lot, and it's really nice to see somebody be articulate, you know, on the electric bass. It's beautiful. Isn't oh, thank it? you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's
0: extraordinary to see someone play that that well. well I appreciate it. Really, isn't it? I mean, really, it's mind blowing. I think. To well, sit here at a, at a I table feel like, like I this. I can't judge. You no. can't tell? A friend of mine is
4: a uh, professional bass player, and he blows my mind, too. I, I Really? Yeah.
0: I don't, you see a lot of people playing bass, but not like that. Not musically. Not have that kind of musicality. Oh, thank you. It comes from, I don't know, what the hell you get that from. I don't know if you do. Do you really see a lot of people playing bass? Because I don't know if you do. I don't know if you do. <laughs> 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 not like that. And you went to school on a baseball scholarship.
1: I, I uh, no I went to, I had a baseball scholarship that wouldn't they wouldn't allow me to uh, take it because of my music scholarship where would you you? Mm-hmm. it was what, what just was in Hammond What in was South your position Eastern. oh s- uh, center field nice That's the center field cool is. yeah and Graham I mean, Balls-
0: you, Judge Judge Bosworth is also a center fielder Is that that right? Right? college go play baseball We're
4: they, New Hampshire they killed the team under Title Nine <laughs> <laughs> Title oh, nice. Nine what does that mean uh, e- equality and funding in men's and women's <laughs> programming.
0: You mean they had to have a women's baseball team or there couldn't be a man's baseball team?
4: They had to have an equal number of teams, male and female, and they killed the uh, the baseball program when I was there. What
0: was the mascot?
4: Uh, the Wildcats.
3: Okay. That's
0: they pretty not, generic. Why didn't they just start another baseball team for women or something else? Why, why kill one? They killed it. Well, you've got some weird stories. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. First of all, you run for a seat that doesn't exist. Well, you didn't run, and then you get appointed to it. Yep. So you were a judge for how long? Then? Six months. That's it? That's it. And then what happened when it was over? Why didn't you want to run again? Because your wife told you you I, I may run again in 2020. You might? Yep. Okay. So you still have the Twitter account, Graham Bosworth for Judge. I, I found that. I have a Twitter account? Mm-hmm. It says Graham Bosworth for <laughs> Judge. Look it up. See, look it up. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone. F- I don't think you have any followers. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. But it's sitting there because I was just looking for it before the show. I Cecilia, do you have a Twitter account for your business? No, I don't. What do you do to no, get out there on social know. media? My you husband don't know. Does most of that your husband stuff. does it all. Yeah. What do you do?
2: What do I do? You're a photographer. I do all the rest of the stuff. But you're a photographer
0: <laughs> as well as a. No, I don't. Theorist. Well, I
2: mean, I take some pictures, but I would not necessarily qualify myself as a photographer. He's definitely the photographer. Okay. I, yeah, I'm more of the person that I organize things. He and I work together as a as a team, and how it kind of works is we make some fine art stuff together. And um, it's called C plus J. We make these diptychs together. And so a lot of times I work kind of on more of the conceptual end. And I also do a lot of directing. I'm bossy. Okay. <laughs> so okay. it works out. <laughs> you know?
0: And what, what, what is a diptych?
2: Okay, so uh, diptychs are, you know, goes back actually quite a, quite a long period of time. It's when you take two photographs and, or two images and they work together to tell a story.
0: Oh, okay. So you know,
2: historically, like when you go into a chapel, there are three images: one in front of you and two on the sides, and you read them. So uh, a diptych sure. is just taking two images, and they both serve the same purpose. So next to one another, they kind of tell an entire story.
0: What would be a as good opposed
2: example? to the triptych in the church? Correct. Well, exactly. That's it. It's the same concept. Yeah.
0: yeah. And what would be a good example of a diptych?
2: Uh, a good example of a diptych. Uh, that's a good question because not many people use them. But um, if you noticed, not to be too political, but recently there was a whole issue about um, changing the um, the American um, embassy to, you know, all of the, the in, stuff to like ju- to country? Jerusalem.
0: Oh, in in Israel, yeah. from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Right. Okay.
2: So a lot of images there use the image of. Um, Donald Trump's daughter and Ivanka Ivanka and the the image of the guys that are actually in protest, the Palestinians, the Palestinians. and everything that was going on and he placed them okay. right next to one another so that was the way to tell the story of the entire conflict it was like but aren't you bringing the story to
0: that though as the viewer you're bringing the story to it you are th- you're saying she is something and this other guy is something else but
2: um sort of uh, I guess you could say you bring your own story into it but when we see that always, every day right? right? everything that happens right now something can happen at this table and I'll see it one way you'll see another way, right. you'll see it another way mm-hmm. so it's always like that so technically we're always kind of seeing things differently however, in the diptych situation I do, as the artist get, a, get the opportunity to place things in a way to make you contemplate it better to make right. you think more about it like, okay, what does that mean for these two images to be next to one another what is the story behind this and what's actually being said here. So when you look at the diptychs, you're really reading them, and you're looking for all the clues of what the artist is saying and what's being said to you and also even yourself. So oftentimes they will question your beliefs, at least my diptychs do.
3: Are are you literally just juxtaposing two images, or are you manipulating the images somehow, adding anything?
2: I do mild manipulation to them because uh, in my diptychs I join them. So, um, oftentimes, my diptychs are not just separate images that sit next to one another and speak. They Mm -hmm. oftentimes reach into each other's space. yeah. So, I connect them oftentimes so that they can, to speak about the fact that it's not as separate as we imagine the issues to be. Oftentimes, they're much more connected.
0: Are you pulling two disparate images together to try and make a statement about?
2: Sometimes, they're completely different. Other times, they kind of echo are you the taking narrative.
0: the photos or are you finding the images?
2: Oh, no, no. My husband's a photographer. He takes who, the photos yeah, and you stick most them most together. Our,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of drugs are you taking? Oh uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you have to get high to do this? I don't this even or can take, you take aspirin. You don't even, really? I don't take aspirin. Do you get a headache ever? I do get a headache. I take a nap. Take a nap. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Can you go to sleep with a headache? Oh, yeah. Really, I can't do that. Can you get first thing,
2: thing I do
1: is get to sleep. I can go to sleep anytime. I can sleep right now for about five minutes. you will talk to each other. i <laughs> be right back.
0: Are you always tired,
1: Charlie? Uh, just traveling around right. as much as I do. You just when you're tired, you sleep because you don't know when you're going to sleep again. Is that right? Yeah. Are you up all night mostly? Uh yeah, I stay up late. It's just a, it's a creative time. Right. It's a creative period at that night. you kind of. If if I make go too far, then I got to get up and go
0: do something. Right hmm what time do you go to bed normally like in the morning when the sun comes oh three or four, three
1: or four. sometimes okay. five or six if you had a gig that night then you might have to wake up at eight or nine and do something so you take a nap in the afternoon and you just like i said and if you are traveling a lot and you're in planes and then a bus and then wherever and you're in your different city every day and they're getting you up and you're exhausted you just sleep where you can right what kind of a life is that is it fun or is- you know it looks good on facebook <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> everything looks good on Facebook there, doesn't everything. it? Yeah. Oh, especially That's when you're right. out of countries and you're like,
1: oh, you know, and then you come home and start complaining and you realize, I've asked for this. Yeah. i asked for this, so don't complain. No, it's it's beautiful and it's wonderful,
0: but everything has its other side. You know what I'm saying? The, but you play you play for a couple of hours a day, like at night. I mean, like two or three hours a night. But yeah. the other 21 hours are pretty much purgatory by the time.
1: Living with the same people day in and day out is, is, is it's, it's a challenge it's interesting it is yeah that's why I'm starting who? my own band again <laughs> that way I can <laughs> pick and choose who I travel with Arsene <laughs> travels very well
0: so who's in the new band what's the new band called?
1: well the, I've, the, D- both bands have been around forever but I'm starting new uh, the Charlie Charliewood project, project always do different stuff and so this project is with uh, Arsene Jamal Watson mm-hmm. who has played with, uh, played with Dirty Dozen right He's played with everybody around town. He also teaches uh, at a uh, school here, uh, Keiko Komaki. She's uh, from Japan, but she lives here, and she tours with Playing for Change. Are you familiar with the Playing for Change movement? No, no. Uh, just go to YouTube, put Playing for Change. You've probably seen the videos where this guy goes all over the world and record street musicians. Ah, oh, this is the guy,
0: and he joins them all together. Yeah. yeah, and they
1: have a whole movement. They've opened up schools in third world countries. September 15th is playing for Change Day. We will be in Atlanta. Zada Funk will be playing. I'll have Arsene and Keiko with me there, mm-hmm. um, uh, playing at Northside Tavern. But this this particular project, Charlie wood Project, uh, has Daniel Groover, who's from Atlanta, Georgia... Uh, he's like my right hand man. He's coming down and doing the stuff. And then we're going to uh, feature a bunch of guitar players. I got Oliver Wood from the Wood Brothers, uh, Sonny Landreth. Um, I think Tab Bonois is playing on it. We're trying to get Zach Brown on it. And some these are people, people. Who are going to be on the record. Yeah, special okay. guests.
0: Okay, and when's the record coming out? What What's the name of this? And what? what is this? It's the Charlie, Charlie Wooden, Wooden Project. Project.
1: The name of the record is Blue Basso, Blue Basso, and it'll
0: it'll be coming out around February. Okay. Okay. February 2019. Okay. Well. Yeah. We've got plenty of time to get that, figure out how to do. steal that. Okay. Very good. And so Andrew has just been in Israel talking about Ivanka Trump and the Palestinians. Yeah. What the heck were you doing in Israel? We just well,
3: I just feel like we should take over the entirety of the Holy Land so that we can have the second coming of Christ. And, uh, <laughs> That's what it's going to
0: take. <laughs> do we have to take over the Holy Land for Christ to come back? That's what back? the Is
3: Zionists that? say, yeah. Do they? Yeah.
0: So what do, you, what, what do we have to do?
3: No, I – well – Okay, yeah, the Zionists uh, believe, yes. believe that they should that the, the Jews should take the entirety of Israel over again. The whole thing. The whole thing because they are the chosen the historical people. historical Judea and, and Samaria Jesus, and Jesus all won't it. ride back in on his white horse to save us all until the Jews take over the entirety of Israel. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. And well, f- wait a
2: second. The Jews don't even believe in Jesus as the Savior. Good, I'm sorry. Good
3: uh, point. Uh, well, sorry. G- that was right. Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: G- <laughs> Thank the, God uh, someone knows something about uh, theology. The,
3: the, the Jewish rapture, whatever you call that thing, the, the, but the, Jews the coming. Don't right?
0: Thomas is right. Jews, the Jews don't believe right. in So Jesus. it's not Jesus coming
1: down on the white horse. Jesus That's wrong. was. A
0: Jew.
1: Yes. I'm confused. Was he, he was. Was, was. was, this, um, was right. this the question so. that
0: Grant asked? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, know, I just said, what were you doing well, in well, intro, but
3: No, yeah. I made, I, it, made well, I, 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 I made all of that up. Well, I didn't make... No, did okay. Not historically you, speaking. That, that wasn't why I was there.
1: That's why. Well, I grew up in Lafayette. It's Catholic. I thought the other religion was Baptist. Yeah, right. other stuff <laughs> out there. Yep, that's it.
0: Oh. But that's but the Jews believe in the Messiah returning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, that's it. But it's just it. not, it's not it's Jesus. It's not Jesus, yep, that's right. And the Christians believe that there's a Messiah returning and it is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And is there a, is there an Islamic Messiah? Oh. Does anybody know that? Is there that? a second coming that not Muhammad? Is Muhammad coming back?
3: Uh, I don't know that there's a second coming story for Islam or not. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know, either. But well, Judaism, who is, the, who is the actual Messiah in Judaism? They don't know who it is, I don't think. I guess not. You're, You're right. Jewish, man. You I ought to know. There was a guy in New York. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy in New York, Rabbi Schneerson. You ever heard of this guy? Uh-uh. He said that he was the Messiah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Wow. And then, and then he guy. died, but yeah. he never came back again. So right. that was the end of that story. I will. But that was the last one. That claimed yeah. he was the. I met Jewish a guy in Claiborne <laughs> under the bridge, just <laughs> claiming to be the Messiah, and I sort of believed. Hey, him. that guy plays bass there. Yeah, probably great. Have you seen that guy playing bass? No. There? Oh, the, the guy on uh, yes. on, uh, on on Carrollton. Yeah.
1: He's got a drum set. Bass. <laughs> yes. everything.
0: Does, does he actually play, or does yeah. he just kind of oh. piddle him? No, he plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, he shreds. I think <laughs> he and he, he if he he plays along with the radio station like I mean, ninety five point seven. At least, he's, at least
1: 7. he's doing something besides asking. Yeah
0: you know he's playing a lot he's mm-hmm. got a good gig he's right by Costco too Is he makes really? more money than me he's got a <laughs> g-
3: yeah he's got a compound set up out there yeah, he's got, he's the, got a the, dog the, the clothesline yeah. that lets the dog roam
0: yeah. you know yeah. yeah. he's got a golf <laughs> he's got his golf clubs he does do, he yeah. to play golf <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, see you must to see golf. you must yeah. golf
2: if you live under the bridge right you have to have it yeah
0: yeah this guy's got it going Man, on. So like, what were you doing in Israel for real? I
3: America? was uh, I was with a group of 50 musicians and music business people from the United States that they selected to go over to Israel. Who and,
0: selected?
3: Uh, it's a company called Reality Music uh, funded by a family called the Schustermans who uh, are bazillionaires who decided to throw their money at different elements. This one particular, in particular was musicians going over to Israel to talk about the fraught, complex situation over there, leadership in general, how we make the world a better place, and that sort of thing.
0: Okay, so the propaganda aspect of that is you're supposed to come back, and then go on a podcast and tell people what exactly.
3: Uh, yeah. So the first thing they told us was you're expecting an ulterior motive here, and yeah, we didn't really get one. Uh, it was literally there's just not, about. Not a no, message. no, they were they were well, they were what? the message was do better things in your community because you're capable of it, and you're being selfish and you're not doing it and you should see how history is repeating itself right here you know go to the syrian border and talk about that and you know some really heavy stuff we met a a holocaust survivor and that was probably the heaviest thing uh of all all. but um yeah you know just an amazing group of musicians and music biz people and we really dug in and asked some hard questions and got vulnerable we laughed we cried we uh, Did you go for a swim. Did yeah? Went for several swims. That's dead nice. Sea, which is dead pretty wild. Sea. Oh, nice. And you know, you don't put it together until you get there. Everybody knows you don't sink in the Dead Sea, right? Right. But
4: Wait, why don't you sink in the Dead Sea? Because it's, so, salt. it's salty. Too much right? salt.
3: It's so salty that you can't possibly sink. That's you actually. I you said sing. I'm sorry. Oh yes. right. right. Ah. <laughs> Grant, last uh, week you were asking yes. if Andrew went on birthright. <laughs> this this yeah, sounds like birthright for musicians. Well, <laughs> but
0: but birth, what is the deal with birthright, rock? What's the concept behind it? Mm-hmm.
3: And they show you all the wonderful things they. Have but it's to offer. for young Jewish mm-hmm. kids yeah, who are
0: no. a vulnerable age, where they hope that some of them will move back to Israel, right?
3: Or they hope that some of the some of them will like support Israeli politics right.
0: in America. Okay, like but AIPAC. This, is, this but this they don't want anything for this. No,
3: hmm. and you don't have to be Jewish. Apparently not. You'd take a Cajun. You yeah. Know? yeah.
0: Okay. Well, what do you think of the whole situation it was, over there? Well,
3: it's complex and fraught. I read. Three quarters of Thomas Friedman's uh, Beirut to Jerusalem book to try to... Because, you know, I was woefully ignorant of the situation before I went. Um, studied up and then lost the book while I was on the trip, so i got to find it again. <laughs> huh. Yeah, but, you got to uh, finish that last piece. Yeah, I really do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, as they said, I return with more questions than answers. Uh, so I'm going to do my own research and see if I
0: really, you know, if I gain an opinion in terms of the politics of the situation. Did you get any idea from anybody about what a solution might be over there? Because we talk about a two-state solution here. What are they they talking about? Yeah, they're
3: talking about a two-state solution. Uh, The problem is their leader is more worried about politics than a two-state solution. So while the people are interested in that, we went to the last day of a festival. um, A big show, the Israeli Orchestra, Jerusalem Orchestra, I think, uh, played and backed a whole bunch of singers. And several times during that, uh, you know, there'd be this rabbi singing a song with a an Arab rapper, like, arm-in-arm, shoulder-to-shoulder, holding each other, singing the song together. Art is clearly transcending the situation, mm. uh, and there's plenty of people there, and, no, you know, there's nothing, but it looks like a festival anywhere else, you know? It's just, this has been going on for a long time, and, uh, you know, complex
0: situation. But So you don't have a solution? Uh,
3: no, i got to read up more, but I, 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 won't, I won't solve anything, no.
0: Okay, maybe, maybe Judge Graham Bosworth <laughs> could help out. Could be judicious. So a, a be Solomonic judicious. decision.
4: Sure, why not?
0: What, what religion did you grow up with, anything? My family was Episcopalian growing up. That's a good one, isn't it? I don't know. It's, it's, got, a <laughs> every, it's got a bit of everything. It's, a little yeah, bit it's got everything. a of everything. It's a you think, it's, it's by and large. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I like that because it's like Catholic. Love everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Love everybody. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's like Catholicism, but it's not so heavy. It, it was, they have. It saints. was
4: incredibly accepting. Do they? I guess they do have saints. I, I, I'm not the, the best at it. Seeley, what did I you grow up
0: as?
2: There's nothing better than Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> is like I grew up as a Catholic. That's yeah. the best religion in the it's world. It's the total number one. It are you is. still into it? Oh, are you joking? I'm day. I mean, every- it's the only religion that I can sin as much as I like, yeah. and then just say I'm sorry.
0: On Sunday. Do you go to confession?
2: Hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you (laughs) you you it? (laughs) Only if I'm feeling kind of kinky, I'll go to confession. You do? Okay. That's a little thing in there.
1: (laughs) This goes back to the lingerie question. Exactly. We're back to (laughs) lingerie. Yeah. I got brought to my first Catholic mass
4: when I was like, I don't know, 10 or 11. It blew my mind. It was crazy.
0: Hmm. What what about it do you remember that was mind-blowing?
4: I don't know the it seemed pagan is the best way to describe
0: oh, it from my wow. perspective ritualistic with yeah. no reason for ritual yeah. yeah
3: i grew up catholic and, and a, lot a
2: lot of sex a lot of sex there's a lot of sex guys hanging on the walls oh, if you right. go to that's rome Jesus, there's you, a lot of awesome. orgies happening in the middle of the church really now
0: you nice. spend a lot of time in rome i right? did did you live between what rome, and, rome Lisbon? and portugal yeah yeah for how long
2: yeah for about three years what for? How did you come up with that? First you pull Katrina. that off. My husband's Portuguese.
0: Ah, you didn't get yeah. sent over there by some sort of. No, even not nice, songwriting. You know,
2: since New Orleans was going underwater and being like, you know, where am I going to go in the rest of the world? Oh,
0: that's when you left. Yeah. Oh, so you left after Katrina instead yeah. of like evacuating to Mississippi. I evacuated you were,
2: to Lisbon. Jesus, <laughs> <that's so good. laughs>
0: great keg. So your husband's Portuguese. Husband that's Portuguese. how you get to have the Fernandes with an S instead of a Z.
2: Exactly.
0: Ah, I was wondering about that. Okay. Mm. All right, and. What did you do while, the, while you what were over there? What did I do while yeah. I was there? Well, D- I
2: actually started, like... No, actually, while I was there in Portugal, I was just kind of living. And then I went back to Italy, where I had actually been right before Hurricane Katrina, because I met some people there. And they were like, come over here. Stay with us, and we'll teach you all about post-production work and production work. So I got in with this really crazy, small little band of people. And, uh... And we made some, like, little TV spots and things, and I learned Final Cut. It was fun. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then I, I, you know, I bounced back and forth, and I went back to New York.
0: Are you, like, independently wealthy
2: or something? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just one of those people who can live on almost no money. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: like, I see you have a target tattooed on your wrist. Oh, yeah. What that's is actually
2: that? the, the symbol of the sun. Is it? Yeah. Okay. From what, what <laughs> culture is that in? Well, actually, this is just a general symbol that's used often awesome. for the sun yeah, yeah. so it? it's in our culture and what have you i was just a art tattoo artist in new york this one's for yep. nui this is the night so it's the day and the night
0: what's this one
2: this is the night nui
0: that's the sun and that's the night
2: yeah and nui is over arched over the world so oh. she's the potential of everything she's the mother that
0: oh, yeah. okay. contains
2: everything all the blackness that everything else derives from and this is the sun, the spark of the light, boom, that comes in to create life. Okay. So between the two, you manifest. Hmm.
0: Night and dark. Learn something. Yeah. That's biblical <laughs> as well. You yeah. know, I to learn yeah. something today. And you're, it says in my notes here that you're an eighth generation New Linear.
2: I am. Is that, what does that mean? That means that my goes? family was here, mm. that at least that I know of, that I've been able to track down since Spanish.
0: Wow. So you're Spanish, right. but they were mulattoes original. in
2: the time of the Spanish when the Spanish were here. So that in itself leads me to believe that they were very likely here for the French because the Spanish were only here for like forty years. I think a little under forty years. So, so it's very likely that they were possibly here during the French. But that, you know, the deeper you get into the documentation, the kind of harder it is to kind of, to find right. what you need.
0: So what years would that have been when somebody came here first, your first family?
2: So the first family that I found that was here, and she was actually born here. So I don't know, like I said, I don't know anything further than that. But she's like 1780-something. Wow.
0: And what was yeah. her name?
2: Her name at that, well, the family name at that time that I've actually been able to do was the Mornings. Morning. Mm-hmm. Just, Morney.
0: How do you spell that? M-O-R-N-E-Y.
2: M-O-R-N-E-Y. Morney. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Okay, that sounds French, actually. But or they, dressing.
2: yes. Well, the, okay, so the black side, it was the Morney family that, that went to that. But actually, it comes from, well, at least what I've understood to be the St. Martins came through. They were actually French. Okay. And they're actually well-known. They had a, quite a large plantation. You there's
0: a black side and a white side of Oh, yeah, family? yeah.
2: When I go in to look into my genealogy, there's always that. It's a bunch of mulattoes that lead up eventually to a mulatto woman and some form of, some white guy. It's constantly like that. That's just how it works in Louisiana. So we'll
0: never know who the white guy was, ever. No,
2: we always know who the white guy is. Oh, the, we do? Biggest okay. is the biggest part is, the most difficult thing to find is who the black woman is, okay. like where she came from. Where's her mama? Where's all the people? So I get to that point, I get a block. Because oftentimes she either came out of slavery or you know bought her freedom, so there's always this like, really big gaps. And oftentimes they weren't actual traditional marriages, though the French were not afraid to do that. So a lot of times the French did just completely marry inside, and those families got like really, really, as they say, passant blanc, or completely blanc, depending on how you look at it.
0: And how far, how do you get back there? Do you look to ancestry? Well home, you kinda or well yeah, just well that helps. Or what? No,
2: that helps because then oh there's other people in my family who already do genealogy. Right. But uh, the census works a lot. I mean it's really, really helpful. So you've done Marriage this records and all kinds of stuff. Into yeah, this. you gotta dig into it. Yeah. Right. There's actually a really a guy that's awesome. His name is Gregory. He's down at the uh, main library, and that guy is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, especially if you're black and you're in the city and you want to research this back, Mm. he really knows his stuff.
0: Gregory. Yeah. Just asked for Gregory at City Hall or the library. The library, right. The main library library right in front. How does he know this stuff? He doesn't just know. Oh, he's been studying
2: this stuff. I mean, they know all the documents. You Mm. start talking about where you you grew up and where you might have been, and then he just starts telling you where to start digging.
0: Okay, that's great. And you have to be black, though. Well, I'm Could pretty you be- sure
2: you can help white people too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's not a Title nine
2: situation.
0: Yeah, so. Okay. Hey, Andrew, what did you play any music while you're over there?
3: Yeah, we just played for each other. We didn't have a public a show, show, but yeah. Did
0: you write anything in Israel that you can?
3: Uh, well, I'm working on stuff that I wrote in Israel, but didn't finish. You know, didn't start and finish anything. You Actually, to- you know what? We did. We did write a song in Israel that we played for each other, but, you know, I'm not going to play you, that.
0: You're not going to play that? What are you going to play?
3: I'll play you a song that I finished today. Today? And, okay. Uh, you know.
0: Do you need any bass or guitar accompaniment? No need. Let them let him take a break. I'll, I'll play you this little I simple video. Charlie can play along with anything. You do your thing. I want to listen. Right on. All right. Okay. Andrew's going to get a guitar. And then when we come back after the song, what are we doing? I don't know. You tell me. Okay. I'll you're look at monks. my notes here. We haven't got there yet. Ah, maybe we can talk about murder. Murder? I'll t- what I about can that? talk to Are you about, awesome murder? about murder. Okay.
3: I do like true crime myself.
0: Okay, let's turn this mic around there. there you, you do that. Thanks. Thanks, Charlie. Okay. Just open so up. this one's, uh,
3: hmm... I guess this is like the opposite of a love song Not like a breakup song Just the opposite of a love song, maybe
6: Okay Thanks, buddy
3: Maybe that's right
6: turns out the heart is just a muscle river of blood and love was the vessel That we sailed around until it ran aground We all got feelings we just can't shake We all got habits that we just can't break Sometimes I still turn down Your street By mistake It's coming clear now to me Nothing's truly Meant to be Love We're all just victims It's all just symptom of our muscle memories Mm -hmm. If you told the lion at the zoo You could bust him out and he'd be king of the jungle What you think he'd do Bet he'd think it over for a day or two And then he'd decide to stay right there in his cage And so would you If the cage was all you knew I'm starting now to see Nothing's truly meant all just a symptom We're all just victims of our muscle memories mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Turns out the heart is just a muscle
0: Andrew Duham back on top. That's great. What did you think, Charlie? I
1: thought that was amazing. The 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 the, the lion verse. That's man. Yeah, that's Thanks, good buddy. stuff, man. Yes, yeah. it's great lyrics. Your voice is beautiful.
3: I probably I yeah. probably stole that idea from that Life of Pi book when he talks about when they used to like own the zoo and he talked about. Uh, you know, he he felt bad as a kid that the the animals were stuck in the zoo, and his dad explained to them that if they let them out, they would run around and be scared because they would they wouldn't have their home anymore, and all they would want is just to get back into their cage. You know, and what an interesting thing about living things, and don't we recognize that in ourselves?
0: Yeah, that's about fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fear of the unknown. Scared to yeah. Leave the known. Yeah, yeah. even if it's.
4: What's that? Institutionalization. Yeah.
1: Right. That's mm-hmm. what
0: it's called. Even if you're in jail, you're scared to get out because it happens. It's dangerous. Yeah. Without
1: fear, we don't discover
0: anything new, though.
2: Correct.
3: Okay. Yeah. What is it? Growth is is just past your comfort zone. You yes. know, isn't that
1: nice?
0: Yeah. So you have to experience fear, mm-hmm. otherwise, you stay in the cage. Learning
1: how to welcome it is the thing, though.
0: Well, that's how you deal with fear. You yes. don't turn to drugs or alcohol or mm. bad behavior oh to cope that's how it. I used to do it <laughs> that's what you used to do mm-hmm. how did you get over that
1: uh, 15 years ago I, my band came to me and said we're gonna quit if you don't get your shit together well, and so I did and I went to a program 12 step program which I still go to to this day which I usually don't talk about in public but you ask so okay. uh, <laughs>
0: you know and it was it was all fear based did you find um, the, the, the drugs and alcohol
1: not all some, some was uh, physical and mental uh, addiction that's kind of right. unexplained. Right. You know what I mean? Do you need an explanation to get over
0: it, or can you just quit?
1: No, you can't just quit. I mean, it, some people can't. I, I can only speak for myself, I couldn't just quit. No.
0: But did you need an explanation for the cause? Like you needed to know that it's just caused by fear or, or depression I mean, or a bad childhood or something?
1: Um, it was more like learning how to live life on life's terms so you didn't go there. Right. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. It was all self-medication, all like distraction from reality. Right. You know. So when you learn how to deal with reality, then you can. Then you don't crave the. So it's beha- away.
0: It's behavioral then. Some. S-
1: some of it is. Some of it's physical. Right. Like especially these days with the opiates. Oh. I mean, it is. Yeah, it is that just is serious. In that, I, I didn't they got to get involved in that because that is the hardest to kick because it's physical.
0: What is so? Have you ever tried any? Do you know people who are hooked on any of this opioid? No, I don't
2: know yeah. right? any of that Graham,
0: you do. Clients of the, dead the guy. You do. You have clients who are hooked on this stuff. Yeah. Okay, so what is so great about it?
4: I'm not even sure if it's great. I mean, a lot of the clients I have get addicted through prescriptions. They have you know, yep. surgery and they have doctors who prescribe it and they get hooked.
0: So it's just a physical addiction. It is physiologically It's not like devastating. when you get high. And you feel well, so great, you just want to do it again. No,
1: no, it's both. I mean, it's it's all that. I mean, I
4: it think there, there's mm-hmm. definitely chasing the high, but there's also the, the physical need. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have had, I mean, soccer moms who end up in in, in court facing felony charges because they just get addicted. Wow. They, Grant, yes. They yeah, say Sarah.
6: fentanyl
3: is fifty times stronger than heroin. Right. Wow. So, I th- it's the high. I think.
2: Yeah.
0: But there's so many. How many people die a day in the United States from? opioid addiction that's some crazy it's a crazy number
1: well the, the 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 thing that we need to understand is there is ways to get out of it and there's ways to help you just got to you first you got to ask you know what i mean so right. that's the point that uh, we talk about problem. this let's get into the solution of you know find somebody who's been through it
2: you know but you know? when i think about all the drug dealers who are in prison and even the people who have been addicted to drugs that are in prison when are we going to start to prosecute people who are at pharmaceutical industries like the Sacklers? Uh, I agree. I mean, well, that's the biggest question. It's like, okay, so heads roll if you're a small little tiny person with no money. Yeah. But your head just stays on, and you continue to live your life. And so many people are dying in this country, and we just turn a blind eye because, oh, it's okay. Well, how doing. about
1: the question of weed is becoming legal? What about the guys that got put in prison for illegal weed? they get to get out.
2: They should not only get you out but everything should be completely expunged and, and this society owes them uh, rehabilitation.
1: I've gotten in trouble for uh, putting on Facebook of things I observe in other countries because I didn't start traveling the world till I was 42. But God forbid I say... How old so, are you
0: now? I'm 48. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jesus, you look, young, <laughs> you. you look good. You look super young for a guy who's been up late. <laughs> <laughs> you ought to see me on the radio. It's great. Um, but I've been to Scandinavia where I don't even want to get started, but they all have health care. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying what I observed. The main thing I observed in Finland was a row of bicycles not locked up.
4: And Mm -hmm. I could not understand. They're actually (laughs) locked up. There's there's, there's this tiny little (laughs) click that goes in the back wheel that you don't notice. And that's how they lock their bikes. I lived in Sweden for a long time.
1: But a lot of those guys just have bikes just lined up with no locks when I was in Finland. Okay. That was in Finland. I don't know yeah, about that's three. true.
4: Sweden and Finland may be different. But,
1: uh, and I asked why don't they lock them? Because why would they lock them? I'm like, man, I live in New Orleans. If you don't <laughs> like the tires, they take the tires.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, we have to get out of here. These guys are going to be in the in a minute. Charlie, you've got time to play one more song for sure, us before definitely. we go? Okay. I'd uh, we'll love to hear that. Oops, let me get this glass out of your way before there's trouble. What do you oh. want to play? are you going to play? I'm going to do a little no? solo for you this time.
5: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Done.
0: What's the microphone situation here? Oh. Okay.
1: Uh, by the way, I'll be at Sidebar tonight at nine oh. o'clock with three bass players and a drummer. So, yeah. What are you kidding? No, I'm tonight not. is
0: what is the date today? It's the fifth of oh, no September, two thousand eighteen. Our, our and I will be uh-huh.
1: at um, Chikiwawa Friday night at eight.
0: That's Friday the sixth yep. of September or something. Seventh sure. of September. The 2018, song, if
1: I This right. is a song called Pages about my neighbor's dog when I was going through a hard time, and he came and sat on my lap, and I wrote this music so.
5: Thank you.
0: Comparable Charlie Wooten. That is just crazy, isn't it, guys? Really? Beautiful. Couldn't imagine. Isn't it just... Incra- it just looks so easy as well. I can barely play scales. <laughs> that uh, really is... You're an amazing musician. Oh, thank you, sir. Incredible. What an honor. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This has been a great show. Charlie really cool. Wooten has been here. Andrew Duhon's back from the Holy Land. You yeah. look a little <laughs> messianic yourself, <laughs> actually. Is it Duhon Did or Duhon? Got, Duhon. It's two well, on up there. But depends on whether you want people here. to Google it or from?
3: not. Uh, my pops is from Lafayette, from Erath. Oh, yeah, bro? But, yeah, but I grew up in Metairie. Oh, <laughs> uh, <I'm Yeah>. sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can always go back. Erath would have been a lot more fun,
0: trust Yeah, it's been a lot of time. Spent there.
3: some summers in Erath for sure, you know, yeah. growing up. Yeah.
0: Well, it's good to have that. You could be able to go back and forth to have a real culture to come from like that. Totally. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not like us. Well, you've got eight generations of us. Cecilia Fernandez oh, you're killing, with you're S. Are you
2: kidding? The seventh ward is full of all kinds of stuff right. to be proud of.
0: And what about you, Judge Graham Balsworth?
4: <sighs> uh, I'm European mutt.
0: European mutt? <laughs>
4: European okay. mutt. I think my mom's family comes, dates back to the French here in New Orleans. Probably. Maybe you guys are related. Ago. Maybe so. You never know. That
0: would be yeah, good to find out. Possible. Hey, let me just tell you about what happened here today. Strategic Resumes made this possible. If you want to sharpen up your resume, your LinkedIn profile, or other job search skills, start at Strategic Resumes. And if you want to get away, start at Travel Central in Metairie. Basic swim and Gym has a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, yoga clothes, and also lingerie, of course. <laughs> yeah. <This is> <laughs> They're on uh, Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to hdestroyer.com. And you write the words happy hour on the coupon code and get yourself 30% off of Hangover Destroyer. And thank you too to Positive Vibrations Foundation, who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of arts, music, culture, and heritage. And once again, if you'd like to go to our um, Patreon page, which is at patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour, you can find information about how to become a member of our Patreon Happy Hour family. False River is a new record that's out by Andrew Duhon, who you might remember sitting right across from me here. It's available wherever music is stolen. Mm-hmm. You can get that, Charlie. Did you <laughs> should... take Fall? Falls
3: no, Well, uh, inspired by, mm. s- roughly
0: right. speaking. So there you go. Charlie, uh, we can find you at Charlie Wooten.
1: CharlieWooten.com. CharlieWooten.com, and you can spell it T-O-N or T-E-N, and it'll take you there.
0: Oh, you've got both of those. Well, because it's spelled it's T-O-N, smart. but
1: everybody spells it wrong. So
0: Because of Victor Wooten.
1: Uh, one of my heroes, <laughs> absolutely.
0: That's so funny. You see, you own both of those URLs. You own yes. Wooten Wooton and and Wooton. Yes, that's pretty smart. Hey, thanks for being here. Hopefully, we get to see you again when the new record comes out. Graham Bosworth, we're going to Thanks. vote for you for judge. Especially if you can. Apparently get, I'm on Twitter. If you, can, if you can get us, especially if you can get us off, all sorts of stuff. Not in that sense. <laughs> <I'm not thinking laughs> right. and, and Cecilia Fernandez, thank you so much for being here as well. That's been Happy Hour for another week. The producer of our show is Graham DePonte, our music producers. Our Christian Underwood and Monique Pyle. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Asher Griffith is the Facebook Live director who put this whole thing up on Facebook, where if you listen to this as a podcast, go to our Facebook page. It's New Orleans, and you can see this all live. Andrew Searock is our fact checker on Social Media Connect and our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for approximately an hour while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website itsneworleans.com where you can also check out many other hours of happy hour we've recorded previously as well as some other shows we make around here including Out to Lunch with Peter Rusciutti live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker, and our award-winning podcast about death called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at circadianna.com and it's batonrouge.la. Keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at LaFleurphoto.com. if you listen to this on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for subscribing to us. We do appreciate that. Take a moment if you've got one to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show was recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown, New Orleans. Happy hours of production of i know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office and I Know Broadcasting. And uh, Arsene Delay was here. I forgot to mention that. Uh, Arsene, thank you. We'll see you back here in a couple of weeks, I think. If uh, Anyway, we'll get on to that later. Thanks for joining us. it has been Happy Hour for another week. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour.